Hey everyone. Hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving and happy holidays to you all. Um, just want to wish you all peace and blessings and an amazing holiday season. Uh, I've been caught up with the holidays and with my son's birthday, so it's kind of put me behind. But picking up where I left off with my ex, um, one of the women he was having the affair with, Mel, uh, showing up at my home. Well, obviously, after all that nonsense and drama, I just, I was just done. I was really done, but I was trying to be, um, strategize and not show him all my cards because you remember the last time I did file for divorce, he manipulated me, took me back down to the courthouse and twisted it all around and got me to pull the papers. Um, this time I didn't want that happening. So, um, I was just really quiet about my next move and what I was going to do. And he, he didn't like it. He kept telling me just to wait, you know, that this was such a serious and drastic decision that, you know, I want to be rational about it, not irrational and just give it some time. I'm just upset right now. And, you know, just give him Give it 30 days, you know, I'll feel different in 30 days. The same, same thing that he said before. And I just played along like, yeah, okay. Okay. But no, I'd went back and saw my attorney who did tell me she knew I was going to be back. Um, and I just planned it and I was ready to go forward. At that time, like I said in my last episode that we were still we were still living together, we were still living under the same roof and he was really trying hard to try to manipulate me and gaslight me and love bomb me uh to get me to stay and you know continue this toxic marriage. Um but I just played along I didn't say much. I kept my distance. I really knew already in my heart of hearts that I was done. I that's why I made the I, I that's why I set the wills in motion and started uh planning the divorce. Um so yeah, I went and saw my attorney. We prepared all the paperwork. Uh it took it took her about a week to file it. I never told him I was doing this. So the day that it was filed, the actual divorce, I didn't even realize it was filed yet. The attorney, she she didn't call me until the end of the day and told me that she had filed. So... I didn't even know until later on by the end of that particular day that the divorce papers had actually been filed with the courts and they were now in the court system, um, which was fine with me. I, I was happy about it. I was ready to go forward. So, you know, I wasn't going to tell him anything and I didn't. 
I was just going to pick up the paperwork from her the next day and I was going to have him served. Well, so that day that it that the paperwork got filed, I was at home. Um he was there. He was at the house still going around doing everything like usual, um making us dinner, you know, it's just <laughs> the same routine which was so bizarre. It's like there's this big white elephant in the room. Um, but this man, he's so delusional. I mean, he just thought he could manipulate me and and gaslight me and wing his way back in, you know, continuing this, the same pattern, you know. But like I said, I had to be very, very quiet and very just really I just really had to strategize my next move. I couldn't tell him anything because then he would jump right on it and I know he would manipulate and twist it all around. I just really kept to myself as to what I was going to do and I let him think and perceive things the way he wanted to. But the whole time I knew what I was going to do. He didn't. So that evening, he goes to the grocery store to get um, stuff to make for dinner. And uh, he comes back and he's telling me how the kid at the meat counter like was talking to him and telling him, wow, you're in such great shape and you're a big guy and what do you do to get so big like that? You know, I'm I'm going to start playing. It was either basketball or football. I forgot what he said. And, you know, I, I need to beef up. I need to get bigger. And, you know, w- what do you do? Like, how do you do this and maintain it? And so my ex-husband's all telling me this. And he's like, yeah. So I started telling him what I do. And, you know, that I'd write out a workout plan for him. And I'm like, Really? Okay, and did you tell him um, you do steroids and it's because you do steroids, so do you want to sell some to him and be his dealer? (laughs) Oh my goodness, that made him so angry. He got so mad and he was like, is that all you think of me? You just think of me like that? And I'm like, yep, I can't see any good in you. Not anymore, no. Oh, that just, that pissed him off so bad, but I couldn't help it. I couldn't bite my tongue. It was just, it's so true. It was true. It's the truth. And that's what I was thinking. Like, dude, it's the truth. What, you know, you're going to lie to this kid? Like you like, well, yeah, of course you are. You're going to lie to everybody and just say you're just naturally big like that. And you're, it's all natural. Give me a break. <sighs> steroid dealer. Yeah. And yeah, people, I don't know if I mentioned it before, but yes, he was a steroid dealer. Yep. Black market steroid dealer. And I found out later on at the end of all this, that he was doing some kind of import exporting business behind my back, um, with steroids. Uh, he had something going on down in Long Beach, I don't know exactly, but my PI found 
some business, some stuff, some import-export stuff he was dabbering into. This guy is just, oh my gosh, just a jack-of-all-trades, huh? A criminal trade, though. What a loser, man. I. <sighs> he had a great way of hiding it. He did not, did not come off as this type of person when I met him, which you all know, this, this is how these narcissists, this is how these sociopaths work and they operate and they're great at what they do. And that's why they can deceive so many people. So don't feel bad, folks. Do not feel bad. Men and women, men, I'm not bashing on you because you, you know what? You deal with this too with women. There are women out there just as criminal just as deceitful as some of the men narcissists there you know it goes both ways i just feel sorry i know I, I don't feel sorry i hurt for you for anyone who has had to endure this kind of relationship or these kind of people um cuz i know all too well unfortunately i know things i didn't even want to know but here we go you know it is what it is, and, you know, there's a reason why I had to go through what I did, and, you know, we'll get to some of that, too, but, you know, so back to him and this kid at the meat counter who just wants to look like him or, or whatever. I don't, I don't know. He just thought he was all that for sure. I mean, I remember him, like, flexing his muscles and always looking at himself in the mirror. I remember one time we had an argument. This was towards the end, too. And we had this big, huge mirror hanging on the wall in the playroom that we had, or it was a pool table room, and he's facing the mirror. The mirror's behind me, and I'm looking at him, and we're arguing. And the whole time we're arguing, he just is checking himself out in the mirror while he's arguing with me. So I finally look at him and say, can you stop looking at yourself for five minutes just to like engage in this argument? (laughs) I mean, like, wow, get over yourself. Even making sure you look good during an argument or what? I mean, I... I don't know. It was just insane. But um, so losing my train of thought. Anyway, so, you know, we got in a big argument about, well, it wasn't even a big argument. He was just, I guess, just beside himself that he couldn't, he couldn't work me anymore. He couldn't manipulate me anymore. I started getting myself back. I started getting my self-esteem back. I started getting my self-confidence back. I started standing up for myself and he didn't like it. I would question him. He didn't like it. We all know these liars do not like to be questioned. That's why he liked Mel, which he said. She didn't question him at all. She took everything he said and, and took it to heart like it was the Bible. Not once did she ever question him or think twice about some of these lies and things he just pulled out of his ass. I mean, it's insane how some people can just be so manipulated. You know, I mean, eventually there's things that just don't add up. You know, one and one doesn't make 10 and you're not going to question it. That's where, that's where I messed up, people. I started questioning him and he didn't like it. And the more I questioned him, the more he would just get vengeful. 
and evil because he didn't like it. It's like, how dare you question me? Um, so he didn't, he didn't like that. I wasn't letting him break me anymore. So he needed to find his other victims that he could play along. I mean, once you don't play the game anymore and you're not, you know, doing what they want, they have to run out and get more and more supply. So, um, anyway, so yeah. Oh, back to him and his steroids and his muscles. I remember sitting at the dinner table and him flexing and being like, oh, look at how hard my bicep is. It's like a wall. It's like a wall. You can just like hit it. It's so hard and look at it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, as I'm squeezing it. Oh, yeah, it's so great. You're so great, you know. And all the while, I'm just nauseated in my stomach, but I'm doing this to keep the peace because if I didn't do it, he would be like, oh, you're not attracted to me and oh, you don't love me. And I mean, it was always, always demeaning me if I just didn't go with his program and tell him what he wanted to hear and stroked his ego constantly. People, I was exhausted exhausted from stroking this man's ego all day, every day, and it still wasn't enough. And then he still goes out and is doing his thing, which I didn't even know until later, much later. But it's like, wow, just suck the life out of me. Um, so, oh yeah, I remember one time too, he's like, I got two tickets. This was when this was when we were in the beginning of our relationship. I, I should have saw this all then. I mean, God, if I would have known now, back then, this I would have saved so much time. So I'm hoping I can save someone else from wasting their time. But I remember we were when we were first dating and he's like oh I got two tickets and I'm like huh like okay two tickets okay for where where are we going to the gun show I'm like what's the gun show and then he puts up his arms and flexes you know the gun show I'm like oh my god are you kidding me and he's like it's a joke I'm like okay so I laughed it off it was funny but it was kind of stupid but oh well um Okay, so he's making us dinner. We talk about the meat counter guy, and he didn't like my response, but oh well. I was done anyways. So I'm just, um, so we have dinner, you know, and I'm just, um, I'm playing with Liam, with our son. We're down on the living room floor playing I think with building blocks or something or Legos I can't exactly remember or a game or maybe we were playing a game but I know I was caught up with Liam we were doing our thing and I was really focusing on Liam you know whatever I could do just to not engage with my ex and um so then it's getting close to like bedtime I'm gonna say it's around like eight And I'm laying in bed now with my son, and I'm tickling his back, and we're watching TV. 
And, you know, this whole time, like, I just don't, I want nothing to do with my ex. I, like I said, I limited it to the least amount of time as possible. There was just nothing more left. There was nothing left to talk about. Um, all, all I knew is that everything that came out of this man's mouth was a lie and it was going to continue to just be more lies and more just, you know, vomit of lies. And I was over it. I was over it all. I was tired. I just didn't want to deal with him anymore. So for the most part, I really stayed out of his way. I stayed away, just did my thing, even though, you know, he was still like trying and doing little things here and there. And I'm like, no. Um, so he's in the spare bedroom listening to music. So, you know, he's listening to sad music and I can hear him talking on the phone with one of his friends. Um, and my son and I were just, we're in the master bedroom like I said, I'm tickling his back. We're watching TV. Just, you know, getting ready to just unwind. It's downtime. I'm getting ready for bed. So um, next thing I know, he's all like sad. And he comes into the room and he's like, well, I'm going to go out with Jay, his friend Jay. We'll just say Jay. It's Jay Dog. Um, but he's like, I'm going to go out with Jay for some drinks and, you know, to talk and I'm like, okay, but can you please just not come back here drunk? Like if you're going to be drunk and coming back here late and everything, please just don't even bother. Like go stay at his house or go stay at Carlisle's or this other woman, like wherever, just don't come home, please. I said, and I said, and please don't put Liam and I through any more stuff. Can you please just leave it alone? I'm exhausted. I don't want to deal with any more drama. Just if you are drunk and stuff, just stay away. Don't put us through this anymore. And he's just like, fine, whatever, you know, I'm going to do my thing. So he goes out. I didn't know this at the time. I found out later. But his thing, he knew. He had someone spying on me for him who was looking up in the court system and checking and kept checking to see when I was going to file or if I was going to file because he didn't know what I was going to do. Like I told you, I wasn't telling him anything. I was just poker face. Mm -mm. You're not going to know my next move. I'm going to do my thing because now it's about me and I'm taking control. Um, And I'm going to do what I need to do to protect myself and my son. It's just, it's done. It's over. So he didn't know. So he had a friend checking for him. He had somebody checking for him. Let's just put it that way. You guys will find out later who it was. But uh, so this person, that's who he was talking to when I heard him. And this person told him, oh, she filed for divorce today. Like you have divorce papers in the system. She's divorcing you. And he knew that. And he didn't say anything 
Instead, you know, he came in all sad and I could tell he was sad. I could see the look on his face or well, the fake sad, you know, these people don't feel, but he, he knew and he didn't tell me that he knew he didn't come in and ask, did you file for divorce? Like what's going on? No, he just played it like he didn't know, but I'm going to go out and drink and come home and get stupid is what he did, even though I asked him not to. So he goes out with his friend, Jay. And from what I know now, he they went out um, to a bar, had some drinks, then decided to go over to a strip bar and have more drinks or whatever, you know, do some cocaine. Um, I found this all out later. Um, then I guess calls Mel, goes to her house, then leaves her house. And mind you, he's totally wasted this whole time. He's wasted. He's on cocaine. He's, um, I found out that he was doing cocaine with Jay and that, you know, they were drunk. I mean, he came back to the house. He, he had no reason to come back to the house. You guys, none at all. I mean, I asked him, please don't come back. If you're going to be drunk and wasted, please don't come back here. Just stay where you're at. Please don't put Liam and I through any more of this. You know, it's painful. It's, it's, it's anxiety provoking. It's stressful. It's hurtful. It's like, just leave it alone. But no, he couldn't. He couldn't help himself. He comes back to the house at like I'm going to say it was around 4, 4.30 in the morning, and he's drunk. He is so wasted. Like, I can smell it on him. I can smell the alcohol, you know, and I'm like, <sighs> I'm just sick to my stomach. My adrenaline's going. My anxiety's going. I'm trying to keep Liam asleep. He's. I shut his door. I go into the kitchen, the living room area where he's at. I'm like, what are you doing here? Like I asked you, please don't come back if you're going to be drunk and wasted. And, you know, he goes into the spare bedroom and he's just like, (sighs) it's just an argument, you know, and he puts his phone down, his keys down, and he goes to use the bathroom. So while he's in the bathroom, I'm in the spare bedroom standing in front of the dresser at his phone that he put down. And um, I picked up the phone. Naturally, you know, I just picked up the phone to look through it. And as soon as he got out of the bathroom and saw me, I mean, I saw, because then he's trying to lie, you know, that he just went out for drinks with Jay and that's it. And and I'm like, home four in the morning, four in the morning, four 30 in the morning. It was around that time. Why even come home? And that's what he's saying. And that's what I was telling him. Why? Oh, to make sure that Liam gets up and ready and I take him to school. And I'm like, seriously, I can do all that. I'm here. We're sleeping. I haven't had anything to drink you're wasted you're still wasted and you think you're gonna be capable of doing all this and it's just it was ludicrous 
It was just an excuse to come back to the house. He didn't need to come back to the house. And anyway, so he freaks out when he comes out of the bathroom and sees me on his cell phone and tries to grab it from me. And I'm like, no. And then it turns into a fight. Like he, he's struggling with me to get his phone. And he's a big guy, mind you. You know, he's 6'3", 6'4", Two hundred and fifty or sixty pounds. You know, I'm five seven, a hundred and thirty eight pounds, and actually at that time because I lost so much weight from all the stress, I was like a hundred and thirty two, a hundred and thirty pounds, and I really was losing so much weight from all the stress of this. You guys, like I was just wasting away like you know my people closest to me were just worried about me you know I'd lost my figure I'd lost my butt my boobs everything it was just I looked really gaunt in my face it was just so much stress that this man was putting me through um but yeah I mean it turned into like a huge struggle and we're like struggling over this phone and he's like hitting me and hitting my legs because I I was holding the phone and I crotched down and had the phone in between my legs and I'm like covering myself, crotched down as he's punching me, punching my back, punching my legs. He's trying to like open me up. Um, then we, through this struggle, we fall onto the bed and he the way we land, he's, I'm on top of him. Like, like he falls down on the bed. His back is on the bed. I fall on him too, like together with my back on his chest. And I'm just looking up. He's underneath me and he's still trying to like, he's, (laughs) what he did was he took his legs and he, like flip them up over my legs to like hold them down. And then, you know, I still had the phone in between my legs, like holding it with my palms. And he's like hitting the inside of my legs, my inner thighs, hitting, hitting me up towards my crotch area. And um, since that wasn't working... What he ended up doing is, so he has my legs pinned down with his legs wrapped around me. And then he takes his forearm and grabs, puts it underneath my chin and my neck and just flips my head back and my neck back. And that hurt. (laughs) I actually heard a pop in my ear. It was my left side. I heard a pop in my ear. And I immediately felt heat, like hot in my neck and ringing in my ear. And I just, I went limp. Like I just, I let go of the phone. I dropped the phone because I'm like, he's going to kill me. He's going to kill me for this phone. And he's drunk, whether he realizes it or not. He's going to kill me. 
and this isn't worth it, you know, and my son's in the other room sleeping. And I, um, I'm just like, this isn't worth it. So as soon as I dropped the phone, he, um, he, he immediately let me go. I got up. It hurt to swallow like all the way up into my ear on the side that was pulled. So I immediately went to the kitchen. I got some ice to put on my neck and he was just like, oh, get over yourself, Carla. I didn't touch you. I didn't lay one finger on you. And if you say anything, I'm just like, I'm, I don't even know what you're talking about. I didn't lay one finger on you. Get over yourself. And I was just, (laughs) I couldn't believe what I was dealing with. I'm like, is this the devil? Is this Satan? Like, not today, Satan. I rebuke you. (laughs) Sorry, couldn't resist. But you know what? It's like, I could not believe what I was hearing coming from his mouth. I'm like, are you insane? And that's what I said. Like, are you insane? I'm all, yes, you did. And I'm like, you're crazy. And he's like laughing. And I just, I, I, I go upstairs. I call his best friend, one of his best friends, not C-Money, but the other big guy who he's probably messing around with too. We'll call him M. Um, and I'm like, you need to come and pick him up. He just assaulted me he just like whipped my neck back I'm you know I you need to come and get him and he's like well are you okay are you okay I'm like well yeah I mean I'm okay now like I got away you know I'm upstairs like I'm okay now at this moment but you know what he's drunk you need to get him he's like why don't you just call the police then and this is the thing I didn't want to call the police on him if I didn't have to, because in the back of my mind, I knew he was dealing with immigration. I knew immigration wanted him. You know, I was battling immigration, paying money for an immigration attorney, which I would have never, never had, had I known the truth about this man. All I thought about was my son and he could lose his father. I don't want to call the police. Now, mind you guys too, this is before I knew a whole lot more and before I got even a whole lot more worse or else I would have called them at that moment. But I didn't call them at that moment because I was thinking of our son and him losing his father. Now, in hindsight, I mean, now it's the best decision I could have ever made. But this is what his own friend is telling me to do. So it's like, good looking out for your friend, you know? And then all the while I'm upstairs asking his friend for help. I can hear him downstairs talking to somebody and going off and saying, oh yeah, she's she's acting like I touched her and I hurt her and I didn't and she's a liar and uh, you know laughing and I just get off the phone with his friend and I'm standing at the top of the stairs listening to him going on and on about 
me lying that he didn't touch me and that I'm a liar. And it turns out he's, he, it's Mel, this other woman. And he's calling her and telling her this. And I'm like, yeah, you did. And then he gets off the phone with her. And I said, you need to go to your friend M's house. I just called him. He's like, don't call my friends. Those are my friends. They're not yours. They don't like you. I mean, he's just going on and on. And I'm like, you need to leave. You need to leave. You should have never been here in the first place. And I'm just like, why? Why are you doing this to us? You know, it's like, what did I do to deserve all this? What? I took care of you. I paid for everything. I loved you. I gave you a son. Like, why are you just doing this? It's just so destructive. I just, I still... I still will not understand the reasoning or the the behaviors of this individual. I will never understand. And when something doesn't make sense to me, it's just so hard to put it away. Because so much nonsense for what? Senseless acts of behavior for what? You know, for what? Because you're that insecure that you have to constantly have your ego stroke. I mean, I will never get it and you will never understand these people and why they operate the way that they do. (sighs) But I just remember him going back into the spare bedroom and getting into bed like nothing. And I'm like, go, please just go, you know? And he's like, mocking me and being like, oh, go, go, just go. Oh, you hurt me. I'm like, you did. And he's like, oh, whatever. He's like, and, and this is what he tells me. And this is what these narcissists like to do. They want to hurt you any which way possible. They want to hurt you and they will do whatever means, whatever it is to hurt you so that they get that satisfaction. So he's sitting there going on and on about Mel and how, oh, I was willing to walk away from true love just for my son and stay here with you. And I'm like, but you don't have to. I don't want you staying here with me. I don't want to be with you. I just don't want this drama anymore. Like, please stop. You know, no one's, I wasn't begging him to stay. I didn't even, I didn't want anything to do with him. This guy was just so freaking out of his mind. And he's sitting there telling me these things and I'm like, okay, and is this supposed to hurt me? Because it doesn't, because I don't want to be with you anyways. I just want this nonsense to stop. And he's just going on about how, oh, um, Mel is true love. She is my true love. And it's just like, you know, and he's like, I don't even remember at all. It was just so, it was like, it was, he was, it was just nasty and he was drunk and he was slurring his words. And then he's like, rolls over and puts the comfort, the covers and comforter over his head. And he's like, bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye. 
And I'm just like, this guy is freaking crazy. You know, I just shut the door and I'm like in shock of what just happened. It didn't need to happen. I asked him not to come back. And I'm just sitting in the living room in quiet stillness. And it's now it's around 530, almost six. And I'm just like, wow. There's just so much going on in my head at that moment. And I'm just trying to process and I'm just trying, my mind's just spinning and I'm just trying to slow down and grab onto anything, any thought that is going to stand me still and redirect me and tell me what I need to do. So the only thing I can think of is to call my sister, which I did. And, uh, told her what happened and it still didn't even really dawn on me that was like a full assault until she's like you need to get out of that house right now he assaulted you she said you need to get Liam pack a bag and get out of there right now and I'm scared and she's like call your attorney call your attorney and get out of there so I pack us mind you too he passed out he's totally asleep it's like 6 a.m you know an hour goes by I'm packing up Liam and I and I get Liam up really quiet very quiet and um we go we go out we snuck out I got us in the car and um, we leave and I call my attorney and I told her what just happened and I said, I don't know what to do. And she said, you need to go to the police department, Carla, you need to go now. That was an assault. So, um, I get to my sister's and I tell her what the attorney said and that she wants me to go and she she wants to meet me down there and she's going to be there with me. Um, and I'm scared. My head's spinning. I don't know what to do. Um, so I, I, you know, I leave Liam with my sister and I go and, you know, they, they, made, they made a report. The Police officers made a report. Um, They came out and took pictures of my neck. The bruises weren't out yet, you know. As you know, they take a few hours or even days to start to surface. Um, And then after that, they immediately, like, it's almost like they just, it's almost like I was in so much shock that, they just kind of took the will and they just started doing everything. And then they sent me to uh, the Family Justice Center and have them start doing up paperwork for a restraining order. And I'm just going going with it. Like, I, I don't even know what to do. I mean, honestly, you guys, I was in so much shock over what just happened 
that I felt like I was just going through the motions and going through the flow and letting these people take care of it all and guide me and, you know, and just praying to God about it all. You know, I prayed, I really, really prayed to the Lord probably a lot. I've always prayed to the Lord. I've always believed in God. I've always had that faith and I always prayed. But the last year of that marriage, I prayed really hard for discernment and direction in the marriage about where do I take this? Do I continue in this marriage? Do I try to save it? Is it salvageable? Lord, do you want me here or do you want me out? Like show me and guide me. And these were the first steps of him starting to show me what I needed to do. And he started putting people in my life that really helped the fluidity and flow of of this from for me and my son. Um, looking back on this now, I mean, I I've definitely my story is a testimony of what the Lord will do for His children, and He really really, really did save me and my son. There's no doubt about it at all. And I just know that he orchestrated a lot of what started to happen and unravel. Um, so yeah, I had to end up filing a restraining order against him. Um, and all the while I'm down at the police department and then getting ready to go to the hospital, and they're doing all all this, he's texting me. Where's my son? Where's my son, Carla? Oh, great. What are you doing? Now you're keeping him from school? He's not at school. I mean, he's just going on and on. And, and Oh, and then he goes on about, I didn't touch you. I didn't lay a finger on you. So I don't know. I don't know what you think you're doing. And it's like, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You know, so obviously he knew, he knows it. He knows that he did. Um, so he's going on and on about where are you? Where's my son? You know, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't lay a finger. It's just lies after lies, just, you know, just texting me and, and, and threats. And it was just horrible. And I just didn't know what to do do with that. So I just kept focusing on what the officers wanted me to do and what my attorney wanted me to do and what I needed to do and what I felt like God was leading me to do. Um, so yeah, I filed the restraining order. Um, and then he found out about that through his little spy. So, you know, I know this podcast is going long. They usually do because I start getting on a roll. Sorry, people. Um, And I'm going to try to be back next week. You know, I'm so sorry with the holidays and everything. It's just been, I've been so busy and I've gotten behind and I apologize. Um, And I still want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for following. Um, Thank you for hearing me and helping me process this and heal. And I hope I can help you guys. Um, but yeah, we'll be back and I'll pick up to where the restraining order was filed. He found out what he did, how he reacted, um, who his spy was, how he knew things that were happening and just 
yeah, we'll be back. Um, again, you know, anyone who wants to reach out, leave a message. Um, I believe you can leave one here on my, on my podcast where I ask for messages. Um, or, you know, you can always email me at Carla bellbonds at gmail.com. So you guys, you all have an amazing holiday season. I will hope to be back before Christmas. Um, and continue on and just thank you. Thank you so much. And you all have a great, great day.